Welcome to Dating in Dubai, an expat expose on what dating really looks like for expats in the Middle East. Hosted by me, Christiana Maction, aka the Dubai Matchmaker. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Dating in Dubai Season 2. We have one of my bestie friends here on the pod and I'm so excited to have her. Please introduce yourself, guest. Hi, Christiana. This is Charlie. This is a long time coming. Yeah. Um, I've been, you know, in and out of here wondering <laughs> what I'm going to say and when I'm going to speak to you. So here I am. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. And give us some more of like your Dubai details. When did you move here? How old are you? Where are you originally from? Where are you moving from? I just turned 28. Well, actually, no. Life's going too fast. A few months ago now. Mm-hmm. And I've been in Dubai for two and a half years. Wow. But I actually came out the very month of COVID. Um, and I was brought over for my job. I'm a lawyer. And um, immediately shipped back to Australia because COVID happened and they don't shut airports for no reason. I started freaking out. And my very wonderful boss at the time was like, go and work remotely for four months. Then I came back. Mm-hmm. So now I've been here full time two years and really loving it. And you and I met because you popped up in my DMs on Instagram and was like, hey, I'm in Dubai. Let's meet up. And we yeah. did. And here we are. Yeah. <laughs> I moved out not knowing a soul. Yeah. And um, I saw you on Instagram. And yeah, your Instagram at the time was dating in Dubai. Something. And yeah. obviously, this is a very curious topic to me as I was single when I came out. And um, I was like, I need to get in touch with her. I need to figure out what's going on here. <laughs> and then we met at the bar because I yeah. heard some things about dating in Dubai as well. It's not a normal place. Yeah, I mean, dating generally is is it something different these days? But mm-hmm. as I need to understand this person's perspective, you are qualified on the topic. So that's how we met. <laughs> yes, yes. And yeah, we've been friends ever since. And I think we've gone through some journeys and some dating story mishaps, successes, and yeah, lots of laughs, no? <laughs> Absolutely. And that's one of the charms about Dubai, I think, is um, your friendships come out of all kinds of places. Yeah. And there's so much overlap with, uh, you know, I've, I've become friends with... With, oh, with guys? <laughs> yeah, well, with guys. Yeah, have you heard of him? Yeah, you probably dated him. What's the situation? Yeah. No, but like, you know, that's... I think that's one of the interesting things about Dubai is um, it doesn't matter kind of how old a person is or how you yes. met them or whatever, you can be friends. Like, I have mm-hmm. some friends in their late 40s. I yeah. went to a 50th birthday party. I was so excited, you know. Same time, I'm friends with clients. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just because we're all kind of part of this new city and we're all building it together. So yes. we're all there supporting each other's businesses. And there's a lot of overlap with, you know, I think the bloodlines, essentially. Definitely. And I had this conversation the other day. I was saying that, like, when you look at your friend group here and who, like, of course, like, a lot of fast friendships are made, but, like, the ones that, like, last... Um, it's interesting because I feel like I've made so many lifelong friends in such a short amount of time or I haven't known them as long as maybe somebody I grew up with, like in yeah. New York. Do you feel the same? Yeah, exactly. Because we're all part of it. We're all here together and our families are elsewhere. We mm-hmm. Most of us came out on our own. And so you bond faster. And so I don't understand this premise of superficiality in Dubai or superficial friendships. I agree with that. I mean, I've made friends with a, a doctor. Like I was in the doctors and she, because, you know, she's cool. She's from UK. She, you know, we went out for dinner. You know, that doesn't happen in other parts of the world as much. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Literally, my dentist is my best friend now. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. it's just it, it's so funny but that's what i love about dubai that's the beauty of it and also you can literally be at a bar at a restaurant at any event the gym and just like approach somebody and people are more approachable especially yeah. like when i think about new york mm. super duper clicky mm. um like if somebody ever approached me like on the street or after a class i'd be like i think they're gonna murder me <laughs> or like yeah. what do you want from me yeah you're much more suspicious people yes. and there's that safety in dubai we, yeah, we, we, uh, we trust the place because mm-hmm. it's so safe and this is the thing but um yeah it's good I and mean, we all had the common goal we all had the common mindset to come yeah. out here so i think we we're we're although there is this variety of cultures and there is some clash because people come from different countries all over the world they think mm-hmm. differently different backgrounds and i've had conflicts because of that we're all also of similar personalities and similar mindsets i think that's what makes it work yeah and also you you kind of like weed out through the friendships quite quickly here i, yeah. I always say that friendships um, at least, I mean, in my experience, friendships here could be like a firework friendship and then it just fizzles out even yeah, quicker I've than that. that. And that's OK, too. I mean, we're figuring it out. We're all here. This isn't our home. So yeah. you're just navigating the seas and trying to see, OK, what is at, what can I build here with somebody? Relationships, whether that's friendship, business, romantic. Let's get into romantic. <laughs> <laughs> so are you single? Uh, yeah, technically, I'm single. <laughs> technically, oh gosh. Okay, we'll get into that. I later. mean, there's just some <laughs> people on the horizon and people you're seeing, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's the other thing about Dubai. You don't know what's gonna happen next, and that's the problem. People disappear, including yourself, <laughs> for weeks or months at a time. And yeah. you know, j- female friendships too. That's one of the challenges. You become close to someone, and then it's like, oh, see ya, mm-hmm. and then I'm back, and you know. Yeah, so, let's catch up. And I'll, tell, I'll let you know next week the answer to that question as well. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, no. We'll have you on for part two. Yeah. <laughs> so are you currently on the dating apps? Um, are you dating? What's your main mode of dating? Or is it just meeting people? Or how's it going? Yeah, I'm on dating apps. Um Raya Bumble. Okay, yeah. And, <laughs> oh, that, let's compare the two. Okay. Yeah, and like... From a Dubai perspective, mm. what is it like being on Raya versus Bumble in Dubai? The problem with Raya is you can't meet anyone because they're all overseas. Yeah, that's why. So maybe the quality is better. Mm-hmm. I feel like really people on there t- to tell people they're on there. <laughs> I just did. Um, like you just did. <laughs> I have been on one Raya date and it was yeah. actually the worst date I've ever been in my life. <gasps> Nothing details. against Raya. It's just that... I think that there's less choice because everyone's mm-hmm. overseas. And that is literally the first question anyone asks is, where are you? Because it mm-hmm. says a completely different country. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not sure what they wanted us to do with this. I think maybe they're expecting us to just have such an intense connection with someone that you stay in contact, become pen pals, and eventually move to another country for the other person. Interesting. Because I don't understand how anyone meets anyone on this app. Let's go into the worst date, though. What happened? Where'd oh, well, go? it was just literally like, okay... First of all, the problem with online dating is you have no idea if you have any chemistry with that person. Correct. And that for me, above anything else, is number one thing I look for, mm-hmm. which is also to my demise, which we'll go into <laughs> later. Um, but I, you meet them and immediately you're like, no, mm-hmm. or yes, within five seconds. But then you have to spend the hour or two with them. Mm-hmm. On this date, I was literally like, is 40 minutes too short like what is the reasonable (laughs) amount of time before you have to leave and what is what what can you possibly say what's your escape plan he he was he was interesting he was fine but i just felt nothing and um i was literally falling asleep i think it was also because he was such a very calm person he spoke very slowly Mm. and i was already bored so this was just putting me to sleep more (laughs) and i think i said yeah i have a meeting actually it's just come up on my calendar i've got to go okay 
And yeah. was this in the middle of the day? Was this at night, morning? It's like 7 p.m. I, I don't, okay. if I ever go on online uh, dates, it's, I really want to just restrict it to one coffee or one drink. Do, why don't you do a lunch? Because it's too long. Well, or, well, I mean, they have business lunches that like it comes out really quickly. And then you can always have the excuse of, hey, oh my gosh, I have, I have just to let you know, like when you even arrive or depending on how you feel mm-hmm. about this person, I do have a one o'clock meeting. Da, 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 da. And it's also kind of sexy too, even if you do like the guy and you end up saying, I do have a one o'clock meeting. And even if it is a short date, like it kind of leaves them like wanting more. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, I mean, I haven't tried that yet. Um, also, every time I've, I think I have planned them and then something comes up and I can't meet it mm-hmm. or they can't. But yeah, it's a good point. Just definitely not the long dinners. I mean, yeah. I went on a date a, while, a little while ago. Again, oh, wait, 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 let's back up. What yeah. was his reaction when he, when you were like, I have a meeting, I have to go. And he's like, B, it is a Friday, 7.30 yeah. p.m. <laughs> um, he knew, but he's okay. not going to say anything. Okay, well, he didn't make it too <laughs> awkward then. Yeah. That's good. But I'm sorry to cut you off. What were you saying? No, I mean, this is the thing. I went on a Bumble date the other day and the guy drank an entire bottle of tequila and then ordered <gasps> another one as I was leaving. This is why I can't do it anymore because John, I can't go on these dates. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's not saying every single date I've been on... And I've, to be honest, in Dubai, I've only been on maybe like five proper dates, six bumble like oh, dating okay. app dates. Yeah. Everyone else I knew already. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I think maybe one or two of them I even saw again. Oh, maybe okay. one of them. Yeah, one and- of them is still in touch with. So it's not a good success rate. And what can you do? This thing I, I sign up to a dinner with this man. He doesn't eat. He just drinks an entire bottle of tequila. This is alarming. I, I sat down. I was like, you know how they sometimes they put water in um, or alcohol bottles for show or something? Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is just water, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the salt and the lemon. I was like, oh, the lemon, you know, you can have lemon with water. Yeah. I was just, and then I saw the shot glass and he was just kicking it back. And oh I was like, goodness. plus he lied about his age. So I was uh, like, I got to get out of this. But I'm too polite. I sat through the thing for like two, three hours. And then he ordered whoa. another bottle as I was leaving. Okay, wait. Back it up. So you guys met on the app. Mm. How long was it? Did it take for you to get to the date? Like, um, were you messaging for days, weeks? What What was the? No, I try not to do that. I yeah. don't. I, I I don't message all day. Like maybe uh, we spoke a couple times, and then you know we had to change things around a bit, and then eventually we met. Okay, and so when you met him, was it the same person on his profile? It was. Okay. Although he has a story about that. Well, first of all, okay, it was the same person in the profile, but he lied about his age by eight years. They do that. Yeah. I'm He's like, oh, I don't know how to change it from 48 to oh, 40. Well, guess what? I'm. Which field did he work in? Which industry? Finance. Okay, yeah. So you, you sit in front of a screen and you watch stocks all day and you invest millions <laughs> of dollars, but you don't know how to change your age on a dating app. I believe you. Also, isn't it attached to your birthday? So it doesn't <laughs> automatically anyway. Like, what is this? I'm going to tell it's you. I believe that. I'm going to tell you why guys do this. Well, first of all, what was his real age and what was his bumble age? He's 48, but he said he was 40, which is already a bit too old for me. Yeah. So I was already pushing it, but I was like, you know what, whatever. I went to stop thinking about someone else. So mm-hmm. I was like, I may as well as a distraction. Just see, this guy is interesting. He's funny. Yeah. Um, I didn't really think, you know, when I'm going on a date with 40-year-olds, it's unlikely there's going to be long-term potential. So it's mm-hmm. just like whatever to hang out with for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, can't even get there. So Wait, so I'm going to tell you why the guys change their age on the apps. It's because they want a wider pool to fish from. Of course. Because when you're 48 and you're a 28-year-old gal, are you putting on the dating app your preferences that you're going to date 50-year-olds? 
No. no. <laughs> exactly. So then they lower I understand it. That. Yeah, to have a wider pool. To and to be fair, from. he looked good. You would think he was maybe 39, 40. So I get it, but it's like, pull yourself together. Mm-hmm. And he asked me, what's my longest relationship? And I told him it's it was just, like... none of his business. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a year or two. And he was like, oh, well, red flag. And I was like, what's your oh. longest relationship? And he's like, three or four years. I was like, you're almost 50. That's a red flag. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are you judging? And this is the thing, actually, when I've gone on dates with older guys, they're still incredibly judgmental sometimes. And I'm like, I don't understand this. You, you should be you, my you should presence, be quiet. Yeah, my presence is the present. How <laughs> dare you judge me, Mr. 50-year-old? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> wow, he's so rude. Mm. So he's judging you for not having, a, I think one or two years is fine. Like, yeah. Anyway, you're 28. Like, hello. And was this guy ever married? no okay so that's a red flag that's what i would yeah, have said yeah. 48 and you're never married yeah okay, maybe it's his drinking girl and <laughs> wait you never mentioned anything about the drinking to him on the date uh, Did no you say anything? he mentioned it he was like yeah i can drink i was like you don't say if i have three shots of tequila like i'm i'm on done yeah this guy had two bottles or one and a half you know oh my gosh i don't know how who's functioning but this is too much for me i can't do that and this was the first meeting yeah yeah oh my god and he didn't eat he didn't eat. This is very, very interesting to me. Um, I wonder, so when you left, has he messaged you after? Yeah, yeah, he said he wanted to date me. Oh, no, thank you. And I was like, oh, well. Yeah, okay, well, what did you say back? <laughs> we need to know this. Actually, um, yeah, I just kind of... <laughs> see, I'm not... I don't ghost. Mm-hmm. I don't like ghosting. I think it's actually cruelty. <laughs> and I hate it when people do it. Whether And I understand, you know, there's reasons why that might not just be personal and stuff. But if you can ever, you know... Give just explain to yeah. someone mm-hmm. whatever friendship or romantic what the hell um you're disappearing for mm-hmm. it would be better and i also do it for my own peace of mind i don't like yeah. to keep open doors with people i'm not interested in either yeah. well, i'm in or i'm out i'm very much like that i'm very black and white. yeah so i don't yeah. uh, you know but for but i have tried to you know when guys have wanted to see me again or whatever been like oh i'm going away and maybe we can you know see each other later on or or, or I'm back with the next or something. Just I don't want to tell them I'm not interested because I don't mm-hmm. like you. I try and be nice. But um, I, yeah, I think with him, actually, I kind of uh, like um, I kind of was like, yeah, OK, fine. I'll see you again kind of thing. And then just things have fizzled and I actually haven't heard from him for a few days. So I think it's 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 finished because I think he yeah. kept messaging me and I didn't really take the you know, mm. so if it's naturally fizzles like that, it's better. Yeah, it's, it's but if he it's asked like to see me, I would thing. tell him. It's, yeah you know so yeah so then you guys perform the slow fade like exactly let's just not address the situation yeah but we mutually agree we're not gonna see each other again yeah i but, hope so yeah was this recent yeah it was like a few weeks ago <laughs> oh my gosh so you have no connection to him in the real world no like and did you figure out like any like eight degrees of separation has anybody else dated this person I don't think they have. I know what's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that I know of. Now, I'm going to bring up a topic mm-hmm. uh, that was actually brought up to me. Um, have you heard of this? these Facebook groups? Are we dating the same guy? No. Okay. So there are these Facebook groups that are, are we, are we dating the same guy? Now, my understanding of it is that people are on it to post pictures of guys that they've dated 
and say Ooh, we can or, be careful doing that here. yeah oh, hello guys that they've dated or guys uh, that they're going to go on a date with and they want feedback from other women in the group. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, it's under the guise that to figure out if this guy is married or has a family or isn't telling the truth about himself. Fair enough. And, um, but, I mean, we're smart girls. Do you think that it's about that or is it about talking trash about somebody? <laughs> I was probably both. I mean, to mm. be honest... Dubai being the stopover place, um, I've come to the realization, I mean, I knew this before because it does yeah. have a reputation of being the affair capital of the world, uh, that people have a lot of double lives here. Yeah. I've been asked on many occasions since I began my life here to be um, a, compa- a part-time companion <laughs> to someone. Yeah. And, um, you know, it kind of becomes normalized. But it's not really the direction you should be going in, of course. Yeah. Um, so these sites are probably set up by people who would have experience with that and would like to know in advance. Okay. But it's also, then it turns into something else and it becomes Correct. super toxic and very Correct. defamatory and you're actually not allowed to do that here. And this is what I, like, I hope anybody who's listening to this, like this is highly, highly illegal. And yeah. you can be fined up to like 500,000 or Yeah, you can get jail time. Like, you can get jail time for You can this. get jail time for insulting someone here. Correct. For like giving them the finger or something, you know. Yeah. So I really wouldn't advise that. They can be traced back to the person who um, is hosting mm-hmm. the site or, or the page on Facebook. Um, and you can get into real trouble. It's not really worth it. I think keep yeah. your gossip between your friends, you know, about these guys mm-hmm. or girls or whatever it is. I don't yeah. know. And I've heard a lot of these kind of pages being taken down because yeah. there were similar pages in Australia, like um, kind of girl talk and guy talk. Mm-hmm. The guy talk pages would be literally posting pictures of girls and rating them <gasps> out of 10. They were all taken down. And then mm-hmm. the girl pages were, you know, similar to what you just described, yeah. trashing guys for bad behavior. So they were both in trouble. And that's in a country where this isn't illegal. Yeah. It's just like against the, the terms and conditions of Facebook, for example, because it's yeah. like defamatory and insulting and disparaging. So definitely yeah, not yeah. advisable. Not advisable. And um, I'm also like a firm believer in the whole just be, so let's say you and I go on a date with the same guy. Me and him have a great connection um, and we start dating one another. Maybe you and him went on a date and guess what? It wasn't a match and maybe he was a little rude to you. Mm-hmm. I think though, like it's the same guy, like he he can treat somebody differently mm-hmm. dependent on his connection with mm-hmm. them. And that doesn't mean that because he dated you a year ago and ghosted you that he's a terrible freaking person now and he'll never ever be a good guy. Agreed. 100%. You have different chemistry. I mean... Of course, if someone's blatantly rude, that goes towards their character. And, yeah. you know, you should probably think twice, say mm-hmm. if something terrible happened. But ultimately, yeah, they weren't a match. Exactly. And I don't think you should be put off unless, you know, you have an issue with dating someone your friends dated. That's the only thing. Yeah. True. Would you? Would I date someone my friend dated? It depends on the circumstances. Mm. How long ago was it? Was it um, a long relationship? Did they go on one or two dates? Yeah. Like, why, and why I actually think I date it's unfair for people to kind of hold someone hostage. Oh, yes. I went on a date with him. You're not allowed to. It's like, <gasps> I think you guys ridiculous. have nothing to do with each other. Just like, let me live my life. Dude, if, mm-hmm. if I don't have an issue with it. But you know, then again, if it's a really close friend and she really liked the guy and it didn't end up well, then maybe you put your friendship above that, the, mm-hmm. the guy, you know? So yeah. it's, yeah, it's definitely case by case basis. I have a very, very interesting story. Um, I had somebody who was going to go on a date um with one of my clients 
And what ended up happening is uh, she had she had met him in at one of my events. They both agreed that they wanted to see one another. They got on like a house on fire. The girl was uh, blabbing because she was excited about the date with this person. Um, she blabbed to her friend who basically said, well, I've been on, on a date with this guy. You can't go on a date with him. Mm. And then that Dubai's too out. small. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Dubai is small, but also, like I said, you can have a different experience with somebody mm. and they had only gone on one date. Yeah. I think you, that's I, don't, I don't think it's fair to do that. I don't think so. Especially when there's nothing anymore between them. They were, yeah. Obviously, if they were seeing each other or she was hoping to, that's different definitely but otherwise you move on yeah for sure so you mentioned about meeting uh guys i say in the wild in the real world like where have you met guys that you've actually been attracted to like what kind Um, of settings i mean through friends Mm -hmm. i when i first arrived um i met most of my friends because i was at this um party kind of on the palm Mm -hmm. and uh you know, coincidentally, the one person who vaguely knew me because I applied for membership somewhere uh, then became my was, was like, oh, I know who you are because you applied for membership. Mm-hmm. And now we're very good friends and he's yeah. a good friend of mine. And then, then then it kind of grew from there. And it was kind of all like very meant to be. And so in that group and through those people, sure, met some people uh, through them. And otherwise, um, actually kind of through work a little Mm -hmm. bit yeah um yeah in the wild in that sense yeah out and about okay the different places have you had a relationship here in dubai no i haven't had any real uh, meaningful (laughs) exclusive relationship i've had plenty of relationships of all kinds of descriptions with (laughs) different people yeah like more just short term kind of hanging out (laughs) yeah okay well that's fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) well let's talk about this from your perspective, right? Did you do... Uh, so you came from London. I came from Australia, but I've, okay, I've worked Australia. in London But as well. you worked in London. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think is the difference between... We can even talk about that. Dating in Australia, dating in London, dating here. Okay. Well, big cities like London, Sydney, and Dubai have similarities. Because yeah. um, there's people with similar mindsets. Uh, they're kind of more self-focused, ambitious, you know, uh, busy, blah, blah. So you get a lot of the same kind of people. Um, but then the differences between Sydney and London and Dubai is people have more kind of uh, roots in that city. And mm-hmm. like there is there is more variety in the kind of person you're going to meet. There's some people who have literally just, they've, they've lived there their whole life. Their families are there. They're at university there. So they're, uh, you know, they're in long-term relationships. Then you get the people who are there temporarily or they're from overseas and maybe they're only there for a year or two and they're not looking for anything serious. So I think you get more of a variety in the bigger cities. Mm-hmm. And you would know that from coming from New York. Yeah. So there's some people that don't leave their friendship groups. I had no Correct. people in Sydney who like won't go to a party unless their school friends are also going. And yes. they're like 35. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. a problem in general in Sydney. Like everywhere you go, people want to know where you went to school. This and is so true. So true in New York. It's to see common ground and also to put you in a box, you know? Yes. Oh my gosh. With, I'm so happy you're bringing this Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, whereas here you, people take you at face value and this yes. is a, a blessing and a curse because you can literally re- reinvent yourself based <gasps> on who you are, yeah. not, um, any credibility that you may have in the background. So wow. that creates this, um, this issue where you have to trust people. And a lot of people aren't really very trustworthy. 
and um, a lot of people like I said they have double lives yeah. so you're constantly because that's that is the um that's the default position now mm-hmm. is he married or is he in a relationship mm-hmm. so you're very suspicious automatically and you're kind of your defenses are up it's really hard to break that down whereas you know in other places where you there is more credibility um you're less likely to think that yeah. so and also okay in Dubai it can be a bit more transactional mm. and in terms of and maybe for that reason as well mm-hmm. I think because women have had some negative experiences with men having double lives and wanting to use them for a, a bit or whatever before they go back to their country to commit to someone properly or they're already in a relationship or whatever or they're leading with money and leading with what I can um, offer you in terms of finances, it's you know, much easier to the women, buy somebody than to emotionally connect. With yeah. Somebody. Then the women are defensive and they're like, okay, well, that's all I want anyway. You know? Yeah. So there's like this, and it's not true because obviously everyone, I mean, I assume most people do want a real relationship or a connection of some, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's kind of a human need, need that in our lives. But yeah, I didn't like that because it was like, it's very much like, oh, well, you know, you should try and get as much as you can out of him. And I'm like, but that's not what I want. I have my own job and mm-hmm. money and life and I want to connect with someone. Like I said, it's about chemistry for me, which, mm-hmm. you know, isn't um, necessarily a good thing because then you disregard a lot of other stuff and red flags. But um, yeah, that's a problem. It's not looking for connection. It's like a transactional relationship. Yeah. And then with that being said, I love what you said about some people can come here and like reinvent themselves. Now, there's always the flip to every coin, right? Well, okay, maybe they weren't allowed to be who they wanted to be or their true self because they have childhood friends from since they were five years old. And then they come here and they build something new. Or Mm. like (laughs) you were saying, they are just completely living a double life. Yeah. So it's hard. Yeah, exactly. You don't know. You don't know. But you have to trust people. That's that's what I said. If you want to give anything a chance, you can't go around like Being by all means get hurt. I don't understand this whole premise of, you know, protecting yourself and playing games and um, fine, but just like go for it. I don't know. Like for me, I think maybe I'm too much of a romantic or something, but I'm just like, what's the problem with getting hurt? So what? You're living your life. Yeah. You know, this is part of being human. I'm a very like dive head first kind mm. of person. I'd rather like let's go a hundred percent and sort it out because then I feel like when you give the hundred percent, you figure it out quickly. Yes, or more quick, more hundred percent quicker. Um, if it's gonna work or not. Yeah, I've been mm-hmm. in situations where you know, obviously, you ask your friends for advice, which you couldn't really do. I mean, I have a couple of friends who really are very much more realistic. Yeah. Say you're saying, oh, there's this guy and this is all happening and blah, blah, blah. And it's very obvious what the situation is or mm-hmm. that he's a red flag or that he's not 100% emotionally available or it's probably not going to go the way that you want to. But what you have to understand about psychology is that, that might not be what that person wants. Yeah. Maybe they want it to be more interesting. Maybe they want a bit of drama. This is why you can't give advice. And not necessarily <laughs> talking about me. But you can't yeah. always assume that people want a smooth sailing, easy relationship with no red flags. You have to let them live through that. And come out the other end and decide for themselves. What's that Taylor Swift song? Oh my gosh, I need to remember it. But basically she says in it like, um, don't say I didn't warn you. Like guys like the drama. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what it, no, she blank says. Blank space, um, blank space. She, she, she guys says, really like love, want love when it's torture. Yes. Right? Don't say I didn't warn you. I think, yes. And this is the thing. Funny. I don't know. I'm not like necessarily 100% authority on Arab men. But I'm starting <laughs> to become one. <laughs> And all these books, I have to say, 
like I, I'm quite, I, ha- I have a, a strong personality, whatever. Yeah. Every time <laughs> I've literally called them out, challenged them, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It has not ended well for me. Mm-hmm. So, okay. I think that they kind of like a bit of the drama. They like it Arab interesting. Man, yeah. In your experience. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think they like someone who's a little bit more easygoing and submissive. I think that um, cultures are different. The way that you grew up, maybe the relationships that you had uh, growing up and what it was like your model of a relationship is yeah, different exactly. for everybody. Yeah. And it's all individual for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about that in terms of Dubai, like dating the map. I mean, are you mainly focused on one region or are you dating different people? Not like closed off, but... Mm-hmm. I um, you tend to be more attracted. I tend to be more attracted to Arabs, okay. and also just like you know, well then you're in the right European, <laughs> like you know, Italian or South American or whatever, mm-hmm. rather than Australia. Don't I don't like Australian men? Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you're not you're not an American. Oh, guy. you know, American fa- Americans. I like to have very good conversation skills. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that. And I can definitely level more with an American man. I think that like personality alignment is great. I just don't meet that many out here because the tax are not that as attracted Correct. to coming out to Dubai because I still have to be taxed. Um, I like the warm bloodedness of the Arab men. Yeah, the, they have a lot of charisma. They're funny. Mm-hmm. Um, you feel more like a woman, and I think especially because I have a strong personality, they make me feel more feminine. I was rather than say. like equal. I feel like it's more platonic when I'm with like a more westernized guy because. They just treat me like I feel like a friend. Certainly mm-hmm. in Australia, they all call you like mate. Yeah. And all this, I don't like. I'm like, I want to feel like a woman. I don't want to feel like your friend. When, um, I was in a relationship uh, in the past. And whenever, like, he knew that this bothered me. Whenever, like, he would be, like, a little ticked off, he'd call me dude. And I'd be like, do not call exactly. me dude. I am it takes not any, your dude. <laughs> it takes all of that romance or attraction out of it yeah, immediately. not sexy. I don't want to be your it's dude. It's not sexy at all. Yeah. Um. Okay, so then... Let's get into that. So you like the more warm-blooded, passionate kind of guy. Yeah, but I think you have to, if you like that kind of guy, any advice would be just to don't challenge him. Or at least don't challenge him in a way that's obvious. They don't like it. They can't actually handle it half time. If you want to teach him a lesson, disappear. No, don't nag the guy. Don't question the guy. Don't challenge the guy. They see it as an ego slight. And I think uh that more kind of guys from america the australian stuff like they can handle it a bit better because they're they perceive more equality equality in the genders and it's yeah. not necessarily saying that arab men are misogynistic or no, anything like that it's more like they they do understand the differences between men and women yeah just because you can be equal and different and this thing about like feminism mm-hmm. and stuff doesn't mm-hmm. mean equal characteristics it means Correct. equal worth and value mm-hmm. so men and women are equal value to arab men mm-hmm. they just have different roles and they have different characteristics and i think that's perfect i think we need to recognize that because we are different and we need to celebrate the differences but it is a more traditional you have to be in a more traditional role and you have to yeah. let him be the man let him lead the relationship more and don't be so abrasive and like challenge everything he's saying to be have control in a different way you know be a little I, bit more yeah. strategic with that rather than being out straight front and that's what i have had to learn i always say that it's not about what you're saying it's how you're saying it mm-hmm. or how you're delivering a message and I always talk about, and I know this sounds like so bad because it's like training a dog, but honestly, like I always say, don't reward poor behavior. Mm-hmm. In terms of if he did something that got you upset, don't respond. 
Exactly. And if you respond Pull negatively, back. it Pull actually back. rewards them. Like, for example, and I got, yeah, I, got be, I kind of got this. Because it's a negative reward. Mm-hmm. When you look at, like, uh, psychology yeah. and Pavlov's dog yeah. and all this. Yeah. And it's interesting because, like, you know, men love to talk, uh, talk about how women are drama mm-hmm. and hormonal and all those things. And obviously I've heard this a lot. And I get it because when I'm with a friend, like, for example, I was with a friend recently overseas. And I had two friends here who were, who were very close to me. And one of them, if I didn't give her attention, would have this really annoyed look on her face. And she would be like um, kind of angry and irritable and questioning me and how dare you leave me for this. Mm. Do you think I wanted to spend time with her? No, no I, one I, I disappeared. This is what exactly. men do. Okay, because they're like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm just having a nice time. Then if I came back to her after spending time with my other friends and she was in a great mood, she was independent, she was relaxed, I wanted to spend more time with her. Because she was, yeah. So I just think that women, it's like I can't blame men for all of the issues that are going on in dating right now because women seem to want to domesticate men Mm-mm. through this nagging and... um like lectures all the time. I mean, my, my brother was just with a woman and he's studying to be a pilot and uh, his girlfriend is looking forward to seeing her all the time. And then, you know, because he was he had to go to bed early that night because he had to get up for a mm-hmm. flight in the morning, she had a fit and she slammed the door at 2 a.m. and she left and then he had to get up this poor kid at 5 in the morning to go on his flight, mm-hmm. exhausted, which is super dangerous because she's way over the top and way too dramatic. Mm-hmm. Just if he's annoying you, you don't like his behavior, just... Take a step back, do your own thing. He'll come yeah. around and, and then, you know, discuss it in a rational way. I just think there's way too much uh, conflict for no reason because men and women thinking very differently. Well, I think that you said it perfectly there in terms of your example that you just had with your girlfriend, right? And I always say, gosh, I don't know which chapter it is, but I'm going to have to give a shout out to this book, Power of the P-U-S-S. Anyway. Please listen to this book. I I don't agree with everything that's in this book in terms of like the timeline and stuff. But she does have a chapter where she talks about communicating Mm -hmm. and like how to get your way. But in a way like with like psychology, the psychology of a man's brain and how to communicate things in order for him to actually listen and hear you. Mm -hmm. Because if like we were just talking like a nagging tone or this or that repeating things that doesn't don't even read it that doesn't get hurt listen yeah that that doesn't get hurt i think that men can handle way less emotional baggage than women women mm-hmm. actually they love it they hold on to it they analyze it they feed off it yeah men are like this is too much for me goodbye Mm-hmm. And so if you just take a step back, let them come to you. And then when they're ready to discuss it, you discuss it in a more direct, rational, calm way. Yeah. They'll hear you. And, but but yeah. uplo- offloading all this emotional stuff, it doesn't, it, in my tw- 10 years of doing this, never got me anywhere. So. <laughs> well, it's, it's also just a lesson in emotional intelligence in terms of not being so reactive. Mm. You know, because I mean, listen, everybody's guilty of being reactive every now and then or whatever, maybe some more than others. But um, being able to kind of like sit being in control your, of yourself and your emotions, being in control. And you know what, though, like being in control of your emotions, that isn't just for romantic 100%. relationships. That's for any relationship yeah. that you have. Yeah. And like, I'm guilty of it. Like sometimes we all I'm like, are oh, my human, gosh, you know, I feel like a crazy person. But mm-hmm. then you realize you take a step back and you go, OK. Let me look at the big picture. Let mm-hmm. me analyze it from a different perspective. And when you take that time to analyze it, then guess what? I mean, in a mutual relationship, the other person would take that time too. And then you come together and you have a discussion, 100%. not an argument, a discussion. Yeah. Where you come to an agreement 
together for a solution moving forward or options moving forward, whatever it is, if you are in a mutual relationship. Yeah, it comes from women and constantly need to this kind of reassurance and validation from men. And I think that they will, and I've done this, challenge them in a way that, you know, so that if the man cares and runs after them and tries to resolve it straight away, then they get more reassurance from the guy and they... Um, it's like then a believe that they yeah. um, are worthy of them and all that. It's very manipulative, actually, and I think it's very immature. And I think you know, I'm not pointing fingers because I've done this. I just mm. think that you need to take charge of your own emotional responses, and then you'll have more a better response from him and a better, a more mature relationship. Definitely. And when you're in control, right? Like this is also, gosh, I talk about this all the time about how people say, oh, my better half, my other half, my this, my that. But when you can regulate your own emotional exactly. state, Regulation. guess what? You are valued much higher. Yeah. And you're and not a half people, a person, you're a full person. And the thing is like, the I've, I've had a lot of conflicts in Dubai, friendships and relationships and job wise from mm-hmm. different people. And the main issue all the time is people overreacting being drama did you believe what she said he can't i can't believe he did that blah blah blah. and it's just because people especially you know they've got their lives they're busy they have egos Mm -hmm. and they're like no you need to acquiesce to what i want if you're not doing that then you don't respect me or like me enough you need to shop no people are busy too they have their lives there's nothing personal just like you gotta let a lot of stuff go pick your battles because otherwise you break relationships down very easily yeah, can, can I say something? Um, I was watching Housewives, right? And uh, gosh, this had to have been years ago. I forget which franchise it was. But anyway, it's funny because it was like they were demanding an apology from somebody. Mm. And I remember I, I had I had gotten into something and I was t- talking to my mom about it. Like I vent to my parents all the time about things. And, and I, I was talking to her about it. And she, you know what she said to me? She was like, this isn't an episode of Housewives. You can't demand an apology. If somebody wants to apologize to you, they will. And yeah. if they don't, they won't. But you yeah. can't demand an apology. Yeah. And I was like, you have to, so right. You have to create the desiring people rather than demanding things from them that they don't want to give you. Thousand. And like, I think that the problem is, the problem is and women being kind of, too available and giving the wrong stuff rather than mm-hmm. less available taking care of themselves in their own life and then being actually a pleasure to be around when they're with the guy mm-hmm. it's more like the guy calls him and then like yeah i'm free right now but also why the hell didn't you call me and blah 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 blah, blah. and yeah. the guy's like jesus just step away and don't see him if you're annoyed at him and then when you see him be actually someone to enjoy hanging out with and it's the same with friendships when mm-hmm. you've got a very annoying immature friend this very quickly breaks down when they're too demanding of your time and then mm-hmm. they're actually the wrong kind of person to be around when you're actually with them. Yes. Um, you just said, oh, yes, the uh, the exclusivity factor is, mm. is what I call it. And I literally was on the phone to my partners yesterday. <clears throat> and uh, we were talking about strategy and things like that, you know, bringing the brand to the region. And it was really funny because we talked about exclusivity. And they said to me, they're like, don't be available to everybody. They're mm. like, we're exclusive. That's our X factor. You need to jump through some hoops in order to get to us. And guess yeah. what? We're not for everybody. I had a business meeting uh, with a guy and then he was analyzing um, my stuff. And he said to me, he said, oh, so then you only cater to like very rich clients. And I was like, yeah, I mean, my partners are Millionaires Club and uh, yeah. Sync Matchmaking. Yes. Congratulations, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you. Um, but I was, I was like, yes. And I was like, and, and that's the clientele that, that we cater to. And he was like, oh, but do, don't you want to be available for all people? I was like, no. And you know what? It's okay. We're not for everybody. Yeah, you can't be. And then you don't give enough of your quality time to the Thousand, right people. Yes. This, this, is, this is exactly what they were saying. They're like, what our clients value is that we are focused. Mm-hmm. And they, yeah, 
value or but yeah and you, you yeah, don't have to over, over explain why you're not giving attention to the wrong people either correct and, and ju- justify <laughs> even like what you're saying with your services if they can't see it they don't understand you just leave it just like literally one sentence enough or nothing and then just step yeah. away can can i say something very funny to you so when when women apply to the database mm. um no it's a free database you are not guaranteed matches mm. and that's okay also please know you we do not work for you and and that's just it yeah we have a premium paying client who's interested in taking you out we will reach out to you and say hey we'd love to interview you we might have a match for you Mm -hmm. um a woman the other day from dubai but i kind of know why she did it because she's linked to something you and i will talk about off air um she she wrote a message to the company saying um basically trying to trash me and saying that she wants to work under a different matchmaker blah blah blah. but i'm laughing because i'm like I am the matchmaker in the Middle East. Like, this yeah. is it. I am the only one yeah. here. And my partners obviously call me. And they they start laughing. They're like, listen, we get at least one or two crazy people, like, every week who say this. But they know what's going on behind the scenes. So they were like, I'd tighten some things up on that end. And um, what's funny, too, is, like, when anybody emails, like, Millionaire's Club or Sync, and they think, like, they're going behind my back or something i get all the emails yeah, so don't exactly. be silly because guess what that's a real surefire way to get your profile deleted from the database let that be known yeah it's incredible the stories you've told me about how people behave with these things yeah mm-hmm. and, and the thing is do you think that if you're sending an email right from a bitter perspective or like this bitter state of mind that i'm gonna go oh my gosh i should put her on a date with one of our clients no i mean they're looking oh, a bit unhinged great. yeah <laughs> go on you don't want to you don't want it should be called unhinged yeah, yeah yeah i was gonna say get unhinged unhinged <laughs> you yeah i mean it's um they're supposed to be presenting their best selves because yes. why would you put your paying male clients for example on a mm-hmm. date with someone who behaves this way never there's a lot of entitlement like i said this ego thing it gets out it gets out of hand it, it does get out of hand and i think what people need to also understand it's like if if i'm a matchmaker right and you treat me poorly do you think i'm gonna be like oh my gosh i really like this person i mm, should really send no. him on something <laughs> Exactly. So that's a shout out to everyone who's thinking of of being naughty. To... <laughs> also, remember the laws in this country. And yeah, and that's a very important kind of curated thing because I think the problem mm. with um, dating apps and why people are almost ashamed of being associated is not because they're ashamed of people knowing that they were in the pursuit of love. I think this is a normal thing. Yeah. It's more like it takes away the romance and spontaneity of how you met someone. Yes. And like again, I guess, uh, romantic, and so is everyone. Most people, I think, deep down. It's the whole way that things have unfolded and how they've happened Mm -hmm. that matters so much. So when you're on these situations, it's like so kind of predictable and it takes the romance and spark out of it. And um, that's one of the biggest issues. And I think, yeah, I think that like another piece of advice or something that I've realized is like it's very important that you get what you want. Obviously, people want to get what they want. They want Mm -hmm. to be with the person that they want or love or have a crush on or whatever. But it doesn't have to happen immediately. Like, you know, when you watch a series or a show, like Mm -hmm. this is reflective of real life as well. What that one of the things that makes relationships and these stories about life and people and connections so special is how things have progressed and developed over time. So just be patient and just like, it's as important how things happen as they do as what 
well it's as important how things happen as that they do happen you know like Mm -hmm. just you want to tell people this is our story this is our love story this is how things have unfolded this is how we've grown and understood each other over time Mm -hmm. and it's the same with friendships it's been amazing to me in Dubai how like friendships and relationships I've had have broken down to the point of almost no return as Mm -hmm. I've seen it at the time and then it's transformed like a phoenix from the ashes into something completely different and we actually understand ourselves a lot more so and and who we are as people and actually fights can build you up and create better relationships it's not like the end of the world and some who I thought were great people and I've never been honest with and I've never had any conflict with those people just disappear out of my life for nothing you know and I look back and thank thank god for that you know the real friendships have actually gone through stuff the real relationships have been through things yeah yeah of course and 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 I like that you said that about like kind of because I get this whole theory of like oh my gosh I need to have fireworks with this person the first time that I meet them I'm Mm. like or it needs to go smoothly they got to meet you they want to commit it's done you're in relationship getting married how boring just wait I agree with you actually just see you know you might meet someone who's a friend for years or Mm -hmm. through work or you lose touch with someone you come back I'm not a person that believes you should never get back with an ex because I think people truly change Mm -hmm. and progress and grow and it's very interesting how things unfold in the future I think it just depends on the time maybe and the amount of evolution yeah and timing is this person has gone hugely important timing is important so then okay I love that (laughs) okay so you're currently single mm. and are you in the pursuit of romance at the moment or have you are you on a pause been in the pursuit of romance <laughs> since i was born okay <laughs> <laughs> well let, let's manifest it a bit what is like your type or what are you looking for what are the star qualities that you're attracted to let's oh, do that let's not even go there <laughs> um i'm i like i said charisma number one mm-hmm. and and charisma and chemistry like chemistry to me is so important and it's so, so fascinating to me how you can have chemistry with some people and not others mm-hmm. like friends and what is chemistry i think what it is is like this connection that you have with someone where you're constantly building on each other and building on the conversation like it never gets boring mm-hmm. there's always something new to say it just flows you understand each other there's like a hidden language between you mm-hmm. and you kind of almost know what each other's gonna say you have the perfect response to their response you make each other laugh you notice the same things yeah. um in life you know and uh, i think that's really something very special and really beautiful so that's one thing and that's and you and i have good chemistry that's why it's great to come on here because it's easy you know there's no awkwardness (laughs) yeah um like i told you what like which uh, origin (laughs) (laughs) which which region she's uh droning upon okay (laughs) um and uh god kindness yeah that's somewhere in there yeah hello <laughs> i wish that was one of my oh my <laughs> no. gosh i know jeez <laughs> consideration empathetic like. yeah i wish i only can dream no of course like this is and this is the thing i think that men i think that women are like really attracted to them when they're kind of you know hot and alpha and macho mm-hmm. it is there's nothing more attractive than when a guy is shows some level of vulnerability uh-huh, especially when he has that anyway like if he's cool i like guys who are like you know alpha and whatever like they're directing mm-hmm. their relationship they're directing their life they're they're strong in their careers and whatever mm-hmm. and they have a passion and they stand up for themselves but when they then split like show this side to them that's vulnerable that's actually yeah. shows more strength because it shows they're it. comfortable with themselves 
Yeah. For, well, they're comfortable with themselves and they're comfortable with you. Yeah. If they're yeah. opening up to you, which then creates or takes you to like a next level of intimacy. Exactly. Perfect. So let's uh, do this. So do you want to share your, your socials or not? It's up to you. Um, ch- Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. You don't, you don't need to share them if you, if you don't. Um, but please drop us uh, your last word of advice for dating in Dubai singles. Okay um i mean i'm not again like why would anyone listen to me <laughs> <laughs> you're you're my guest that's why I'm listening <laughs> yeah, to you. <laughs> uh i think this is something i'm trying to learn is to be patient and okay. let things develop and flow how they're meant to mm. you know you don't have to be so stuck on someone but just be open-minded and trust that there's things going on in the background whether you know you believe in the universe and spirituality or God or whatever, mm-hmm. or whether you just believe in, in how things are meant to play out and the intention that someone else has in their mind or, or coincidences and chance that you haven't even thought of yet that yeah. will manifest themselves and you'll you'll get um, more of an understanding of the relationship, where you're supposed to be and who mm-hmm. you're supposed to be with. So just because one isolated incident occurs doesn't mean it's a be-all and end-all of your life. Doesn't mean you're not destined to be with that particular person or destined to be alone forever or you're unlovable or anything. Thing- things move up and down all the time. You're developing as a person. It's unnatural and it's um, it's not possible to be happy and confident and and comfortable all the time in your love life and have things going perfectly for you. I think you just have to ride it out. And like there is a quote by the guy, I like the Eagles, the band, and the guy, yeah. Joe Walsh is in that band. He's a really um, great guy. And he said, there's a philosopher who said that um, when you're in life, you know, there's things clashing into each other all the time. It seems crazy. Random events are occurring and none of it makes any sense when you're in it. But then when you look back, it looks like a finely crafted novel. And oh, like, I, I love that because it's so yeah. true. And it's like the story of your life. Just let it unfold. I love, you know, the Eagles was the first concert I ever went to. They're good. They're still good. I saw them. Yeah. They're like in the 80s and they're fantastic. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Charlie, for coming on. And if you are still single in Dubai, please go to www.christianamaction.com. Sign up. Join the database for free. Or if you're interested in a more curated dating experience, apply to be a premium paying client. And we will see you next Tuesday for your dose of dating in Dubai. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Dating in Dubai. And if you are still looking for solutions in your love life, please visit us at www.christianamaction.com. We are in partnership with Millionaires Club. Yes, that is the Miss Patty Stanger and Sync Matchmaking, helping you find your ideal partner either in Dubai or globally. Follow us on socials at christiana.maction.matchmaker and we will see you next Tuesday for your dose of Dating in Dubai.